This is the Defenders Podcast on TV Podcast Industries. We're here with Marvel 616, Episode 6. Ooh, lots of sixes in there. Lots of sixes. Uh, Unboxed. Welcome back once again, fellow Defenders. We are discussing the Marvel Universe once again with our discussion about the documentary series, Marvel 616, Episode 6, Unboxed on TV Podcast Industries. I'm one of your hosts, Derek. Hello there, fellow Defenders. I am one of your other hosts, John. Yes, Unboxed. Yes, yes, we are running through this series of uh, Marvel 616 on uh, on Disney+, Plus uh, already up to Episode 6, with uh, just two more after this to go. Um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast over on tvpodcastindustries.com. Uh, we will be covering lots of Marvel this year. Uh, that's why we're starting out with uh, Marvel 616. If you subscribe to us on tvpodcastindustry.com, you'll get our episodes of WandaVision, which will be coming out from the 15th of January 2021 so we're really looking forward to getting back into Marvel we did cover so many episodes of Marvel TV over the last couple of years that uh, we just really wanted to settle ourselves back into yeah. some Marvel before we get into uh, into a new TV series absolutely absolutely we're also over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash TV podcast industries mm-hmm. so you can support us any which way uh, you want to, whether subscribing to the podcast or uh, joining us on Patreon as well, Absolutely. where this is currently uh, being published uh, early for our patrons. Yes, yes. If you've been listening on our Patreon feed, you've been getting these a little bit earlier than they went out on our main feed on tvpodcastindustries.com. But let's get into our discussion about the sixth episode of Marvel 616. Um, this is probably the shortest one of all the episodes of the documentary series. I think it's 37 minutes. Yeah, it, it's it's um, just short of 40 minutes mm-hmm. uh, long. And, and it, it, it's exploring um, the relationship, I suppose, between toys and comics primarily. Yeah. Um, I think this very much focuses on it from the industry point of view being within the industry yeah um, and it, it's an interesting one I, I would say that possibly so far this is the weakest for me yeah I, agree. I, I think yeah. whether that was because it was only 38 minutes um, and it could have done with the full hour just to explore maybe uh, the the people who collect and and buy and yeah. who are fans of you know toys that are based on comics because I, I don't think you know effectively looking at say the first three episodes of this series where it's all around Marvel and mm-hmm. the workings in Marvel on a specific theme uh, th- this felt like you know we don't know enough about the toy industry to to understand it from that point of view. And I, I think this could have really um, have done with um, more of a focus on the collectors and the fans of, of toys. Yeah, because, I yeah. And I think that would have really connected it nicely with episode five as well um, on Suit Up because the toys are another big part of Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the... The, the figures, the action figures, you know, from Funko Pops to, you know, really high end kind of figurines. Mm-hmm. I, I, I remember, um, one of the years we're at New York Comic Con, Weta, uh, workshop was there mm-hmm. who did everything on Lord of the Rings and they had a Balrog there for like a thousand dollars. That's right. But it was 
so well detailed, so nicely done. Yeah. So, but it know, wouldn't fit in our house, John. No, that's why it, you were it not wouldn't. allowed to that's buy it. That's why I was not allowed to <laughs> buy this. And I, I think that's the thing. I had, you know, we both have a lot of figurines mm-hmm. uh, of Doctor Strange, uh, of um, Nick Fury, yeah. uh, and a whole range of different figurines, a lot of Star Wars stuff. So yeah. this this felt something like you could immediately connect in with, like with the cosplay Absolutely. stuff. Um, and I just wish they'd focused a bit more on the fans. I think I think what they, you know, I, I can get what they were trying to do. Obviously, the people that are working the industry, they're trying to show that they are true fans themselves. A lot of yeah, them exactly. have kind of come from backgrounds of, of collecting themselves and wanted to do work. Uh, in the industry and it's kind of, that's similar to what you were saying earlier on about people that have gotten into comic books as artists or writers um, who wanted to work for Marvel and these are people that that wanted to work for toy companies and get to work with Marvel and they're really excited about it and I, I get that but I suppose probably seeing some of their home collections might have been uh, more interesting we do see that with one or two of the people that work there we see that they are also collectors at home but it felt a little bit more corporate, um, I yeah. suppose, than and, and some than of the that history kind of, of the different toys. Like that was one of the, that was kind of one of the interesting parts about this. I think you know, th- there's there's three or four you know little kind of parts of this episode that mm-hmm. actually are really interesting. And and there's one bit about how you know toys that were born from comics, but also how then toys influence comics, and that was primarily through Mattel with Secret with the Secret Wars events, and then also with Toy Biz, um, effectively buying Marvel in the 1990s uh, and bringing Marvel Legends. And I think that was most most interesting, this this idea of um, where they they believed toys could be done differently. And you have this really nice... um, moment with Anne Jasperson, who was a technical drawer. She talks about the the Marvel Universe um book, which has all the figures, what they look like, what needs to be on their costume. And mm-hmm. she she does this technical drawing from the side and the front, the back, and the right side, you know, from the two sides. And, um, you know, the, this flat form of the toy that's going to the sculptor. Yeah. And I, I thought that was really interesting. And she just talked about how, you know, Marvel, it was always oversized pecs and yeah. oversized thighs and, and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think with Toy Biz, then it was this idea that you would do them to scale and to form because mm-hmm. in the past, all the figures were all the same size. Yeah. But if you were going to do something like Hulk, you would do it the correct proportional size should and be form. like four or five times the size yeah. of Spider-Man or something exactly. like that. Exactly. So, yeah. So, and that was, I thought, really nice. You know, yeah. they, they talked about... Um, uh, Marvel Legends, but also with the Black Spider-Man costume mm-hmm. that was spun off into ultimately Venom. So yeah. I, I like that Came little from Secret Wars. You know, yeah, I, I, I like that little teasing out between that relationship. I think um, it would have been nice to have just seen, you know, going from the the comics to a technical drawer like Anne Jasperson to the sculptor. You know, if you're going to keep it within the the industry, yeah. maybe a few more people in the in the chain that lead to then this either bespoke production mm-hmm. or mass production of, of different figures. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that because it was interesting as you mentioned about about the Secret Wars event, this event and comic books, which brought 
all of the heroes together. Yeah. I think it was about 10 when that came out or maybe a little bit younger than that. And I remember seeing that comic book and just being so excited at the idea that you would have the Avengers, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, X-Men all together fighting one bad guy. You know, it's something that we all really enjoy now. That's what, you know, the big Avengers movie is is playing on that as well, you know. Um, but having that in comic book form and then it's spinning out into toys as well, you know, I certainly remember that capturing my interest in toys in a different way uh, back in the 80s, uh, suddenly being really interested in getting every single Marvel toy I could get my hands on if I could. And it suddenly kindled my interest in getting my hands on every Marvel toy. We were all big fans of Star Star Wars at the time, picking up every Star Wars toy possible, and this suddenly, in my head anyway, it want, made me want to get Marvel toys in the same way. So uh, they, they accomplished their their goal with uh, with the Secret War event, uh, and it, and nowadays, um, which is something they didn't really talk about now, every year there's an event which brings together every character in the Marvel universe, whereas. Back then in the eighties, that wasn't something they did very often. They didn't cross over no. every single book together, and um, so. Are we, were they saying here in the documentary that Mattel effectively created that event concept for Marvel because they wanted to sell toys and now it's become something that now Marvel used to sell lots and lots of comic books? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I think the most personal part of this is through, um, uh, a toy photographer, Mitchell Wu, mm-hmm. who actually said he, you know, he loved, um, he loved toys, but he actually did wedding photography and then moved to doing toy photography. But I thought it was really interesting just how he captured it because he made it really dynamic. Absolutely. There's a great one That's of, so cool. uh, Professor Xavier floating in his chair mm-hmm. and him just doing, uh, sort of with an air gun to bring up dirt. And yep. um, there's one of Squirrel Girl fighting Thanos mm-hmm. that he remembers from comics. Uh, and him, you know, having things on sticks, uh, brushing it out, but it looked really dynamic. And yeah. he opens up this New York toy fair and um, has this... He's a guest of honor. He's yeah. guest of honor, yeah. he, big scissors to open it up with exactly. the ribbon. But he has his exhibition. There's a great one of, you know, Hulk with it blowing a dandelion. Um, uh-huh. And it's just really nicely done, but it, it comes from his... His point of being someone just loving toys as a, as a kid. And mm-hmm. that's the only time you really get that sense, uh, yeah. from it. As you said, I think, uh, you know, and, and Jasperson mentions about a lot of people in the toy industry, they've never lost their intellectual child for exploring uh, and mm-hmm. they retain that fascination with toys. But in a sense, you don't really get that journey, unfortunately, mm-hmm. other than maybe with Mitchell Wu. Yeah. Um, and I think that's another one of the points in this episode that I found uh, pretty interesting and certainly just how you can take, you know, when they said toy photography, I was just like, well, how is this going to work? Yeah. And I just thought they were just taking photos. Mm-hmm. Um, and how how would you do anything like that? And just what he did with water and yeah. dirt and lighting, it was kind of really interesting yeah. um, for sure. And there's another nice little bit around Funko Pops mm. uh, with Sean Wilkinson. Yeah. And um, that was just really good just because they're so different. You know, they mm. come from a very different perspective. But with one of his artists, I think they're doing Thor. And he just asks him to tone down the abs on, on the Funko Pop because yeah. just to make it more pop, yeah. um, rather than you know, it's not a realistic thing printed on yeah. a pop head. It's if they have to have that certain style that feels like Funko Pop. They we, are just absolutely massive as an organization, and it, it's something that you never thought would work. You know, this idea that you know they have gone out and so- sought out every single again every single type of fandom and have created 
pops around it, like everything from musicians to uh, baseball players and football players and Marvel and Star Wars and TV yeah. shows and movies. They've done hundreds of thousands yeah. of that's just the same kind of base with that makes it look very different. And but, it, it's kind of really it's interesting. So, it's so intriguing what's behind it. Yeah. yeah. And like the, they, there's a nice little section where it's one of the artists designing Groot who's been taken over by Venom mm-hmm. because they're doing this whole Venomizing of Marvel characters and just how, you know, some of the aspects that go into trying to put that into a Funko Pop figure was yeah. really, really interesting for sure. Yeah, really like that, really like that. Um, but overall, as you say, this is probably uh, my least favourite of the episodes, but it's probably just because of, uh, there's so much other stuff you could tell about the story of the relationship between fans and the toys and fans and the figures and everything else that's involved. So well, I, I, I wonder, was there just something, some other element that they were going to put in there? Like, as I was saying to you, John, before we recorded that, all of the releases of these toys that are done at Toy Fair and are done at places like New York Comic Con are really big. There's people gathered around hours and hours in advance waiting for the release of this, an announcement of this. And it's a very exciting moment for a lot of toy collectors where they didn't capture any of that at all. No, exactly. And it, it, like they're missing something. It you know? did. And it, it's really weird because the little blurb for this episode talks about you know exploring the community that's formed between um you know the comics industry and the toys industry yeah and you don't really get a sense of that community you just get a sense of the people who work in yeah. uh, the toy industry and yeah. um, doing it and i think if you do it's mainly with mitchell Wu exactly. because he yeah. is outside of it as a photographer and has mm-hmm. worked his way into it yeah um again but uh, i i think it just missed something. But I think there are a few nice little snippets that yeah. you can really pick onto. I think if if you want to watch it, do. And I think the Ann Jasperson, the Mitchell Wu, and um, Sean Wilkinson, I, I think they're the most illuminating, yeah. um, you know, around how toys and comics, um, that relationship between them. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's it pretty much for our discussion on episode six yeah. of, uh, of Marvel 616 Unboxed. Uh, excellent. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode. Come back and join us. As we said, uh, we're building up to the launch of One Division on Disney Plus uh, coming up on the 15th of January. Make sure, sure you subscribe to the podcast at tvpodcastindustries.com uh, to get our thoughts about those episodes as they start to be released. And, of course, join us next time for episode seven of Marvel 616, The Marvel Method. Uh, it should be out later in the week. Yeah, thanks so much, fellow Defenders, for joining us. It's a pleasure, as always, discussing this in bite-sized chunks, of Mm -hmm. course, this time. Uh, But keep watching, keep listening, and keep defending. Bye. Bye. Bye.